it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Empire. Hello, and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, like button, subscribe button, you want to find us there. Go to Empire Media, A M P I R E. Know you have a choice for which shows you want to go tune into. So we appreciate you choosing this one. Today, it's Tuesday, August 30th, and I'm going to give you a rundown on Washington's 53-man roster, which has now been set. Yeah, I'm going to get also into the Brian Robinson situation and go position by position, surprises, not surprise, whatever. But let's start with a couple of things because this is fluid. Washington kept 27 players on offense, 23 on defense. This is going to change. So one thing Ron Rivera stressed is was exactly that after at, during his press conference. Keep in mind, the roster does not need to be set for the first game until a week from Wednesday. That's when you really know you've made the roster when you're on the roster at that time. Because they moved the cuts earlier in the week compared to previous years when it used to be on that, the Saturday of Labor Day, it gives coaches or teams extra, extra days to then maybe reshape the roster. So it's going to look different next Wednesday than it does right now. Maybe only by a couple spots, but it will look different. For example... Washington kept five tight ends with Curtis Hodges as that fifth guy. He hasn't practiced in a while. He's been hurt. So something could happen with him there, maybe putting him on IR after waivers, um, after the, or excuse me, after, you know, in a day or so after others clear waivers. Um, that, that way, if you do it that way, he can come back this season if you want him to um, after the final cuts are made. That's a possibility. Um, you also have, the Robinson situation is another way you can open up a roster spot for a defensive guy. So, for example, with Robinson, they what they here's what we know: there was no structural damage in the knee. Ron Rivera confirmed that, and that's where the that's where he was had some surgery on. In fact, he was at the facility on Tuesday. There, the commander's website has pictures of him on crutches with his left his right knee, excuse me, wrapped, and you know it's a good sign that he was up and about. That he was here. He was getting checked up by doctors. So what the key is there is what they determine over the next few days as far as his, his potential recovery, because they're still learning, trying to figure out that timeline. But let's say they get into, to a point in a couple of days where there's like he's going to miss a month or so. Well, then they could put him on that non-football injury list. That opens up a roster spot for somebody else. That's how you then get to maybe getting 25 and 25 or, or even 26, 24, depending but it is a way you could get to another roster spot for a defensive player because they only have four corners. You need more. You need more depth there. That's So that's where we're at right now. It's a fluid situation. Do not view this as a finished product. There will be a few changes over the next week. It's it's almost a guarantee because the way the roster is shaped, you're not going to keep 27 on offense, 23 on defense. It's just the initial um, process for finalizing this roster. But again, next Wednesday at 4 o'clock, that's when you know you're playing in that or that you'll be on the roster for the opener. So, again, with Robinson's situation, there's still more to learn. He will be viewed 
by doctors over the next couple of days to, again, to determine the best course of action for his recovery. They are optimistic, as, I, as we've all been telling you, about his recovery. And part of that was because the, the wound was clean. And again, there's no structural damage, didn't damage any, any um, organs or arteries or whatever. Um, so that's all good. And it's why they are optimistic about the recovery. We still don't know when. So until they know, have a better idea that he's going to stay on this active roster. And it could be that maybe they think he'll be back in two or three weeks, in which case they don't have to do anything. But it's why they kept Jonathan Williams. And so let's go to each roster spot. Well, quarterback, obviously, there was no surprises there. So let's get to running back and Williams, because he becomes that third running back now with Robinson's in situation still uh, in flux. Uh, and he'll be behind Gibson and then McKissick. But part of the reason why they kept Williams, and he had a good he had a good camp, that's Bram Weinstein's guy. Bram has been whispering in my ear about him for two years or a year and a half and how much he likes him. He did have a good summer. And one difference between he and Jared Patterson is that they felt like, Rivera even said, that he felt like Williams' style was more similar to Robinson's. And the allure of Robinson was that consistent three, four, five-yard, six-yard guy up the middle between the tackles. That's something with Gibson that he's not going to give you that consistency. He can give you some bigger plays, but that consistency hasn't been there. And so that's why they liked Robinson. It's why they'll keep Williams for now and see where that goes. Gibson obviously will be the number one back. Ian McKissick will rotate uh, and they can be, they compare them together. There's still a chance that Gibson will return some kickoffs, but it was more certain when Robinson was going to be that primary running back than it is now. At receiver, they kept six, not a surprise. The guy that they cut that was on the bubble was Alex Erickson. He would have been a punt returner, but Dax Milne can do it. And it really didn't come down to Dax Milne was always going to be on this roster. They like how he can return punts, but they also like how he runs routes. Maybe clearly one of the best route runners on this on the roster. Um, but it's, but they, and they feel like he can run routes from three different positions. So he's very consistent there. He was going to make it. So it really didn't come down to which one you keep. They were going to keep Milne. The only question was, would you also keep a seventh? And the answer is no. If Alex and Erickson is still out there and they need a punt returner or something, they'll go back out and get him. For now, they're going with six. By the way, Cam Sims was not out at practice, did not practice today as he's still in the concussion protocol. Offensive line, they kept nine. That was not, in fact, all nine are the ones that I expected to make it. They put, they cut West Martin. They put Keith Ismail on injured reserve. I didn't think he, I, don't, I didn't think his play warranted him earning a spot on the 53. So I think it'll be good for him to stick around and see if he can develop from a power standpoint, because that's one thing they wanted to see more from him. Rookie Chris Paul made it. <clears throat> Listen, Chris Paul earned that spot. He was a solid pick. You can still say there's some rawness to his game, still more to learn. But what you did see is a guy that had tools to work with. He's a pretty good, he's a good athlete and he had some strength and you saw that in games. I also like that the way he finished blocks um, at times in games were a little bit of an attitude. So I think that was a good thing for him, but it's a good thing for them that they have, he's not making it just because he's a, one of their draft picks. He made it because he did earn it and they have a need inside a guard for some depth that helps too. Again, tight end, they kept five. Hodges injured again. I think they're going to do something with him. At some point, because you're not, I don't see them keeping five, not when you only have 23 defensive players and you have holes or you need depth at other spots. Armani Rogers was the big one who, at the start of camp, you would not have said, oh, they're both he and Hodges will make it. 
Although, if you remember when I had Donnie Warren on, former, the former scout, obviously the former great tight end here, and he he was excited about that room, and he, he basically listed all five of these guys. The key here will be who's going to be there for the opener. Logan Thomas, who's practicing today, Cole Turner, John Bates, both practiced for a second day in a row. That Those are all good signs. And then, again, you have Rodgers. It's good to have those three back because then it allows Rodgers to develop at a more natural pace. He looked good this summer. He certainly looks like a guy you wanted to keep around and develop. But when you get to the season, things change. And now it's going to be good for them to have two experienced tight ends as soon if they can both, if both Bates and Turner, excuse me, Bates and Thomas are able to go. And you know that you have something pretty solid in Cole Turner as well. There was stuff he's going to miss from having been out for about three weeks, but he's still a quality prospect, Cole Turner is. And I think he's going to help them, even though he did miss that time. So, but again, it gives Rodgers a chance to perhaps develop away from the pressure of having to produce at a certain level right away. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KIME to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KIME, K-E-I-M. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. Defensive line, they kept nine. Again, the, the tough one was William Bradley King. They let him go. Um, the nine they kept, I, I have talked about Shaka Tony for a while and just how he can make some moves that others can't. Last year, he made the roster because of a move he made in the preseason finale. This time he made a move against the Chiefs where it just he ducks the corner around the right around right right the right side. And you don't see a lot of you didn't see a lot of guys doing that here. Then also the key, and Rivera talked about it, and I pointed this out in the past, was his play on special teams. He did make some plays on special teams. One punt coverage where he got down pretty quick, makes a nice open field tackle, 
Those are the kind of things that can separate you when you're trying to win a roster spot. I think they want to see how Tony matures as a pro. So that's why you guy with that kind of ability to turn the corner, you're going to keep them around until you're convinced that he's they they're not going to develop anymore. That's why he's here. It still was hard for them to cut William Bradley King, but Tony's got the higher ceiling because of that. And if King is if King is still if Bradley King is still out there in a day or so, I would be stunned if they didn't bring him back on practice squad. Linebacker. This was one of the mild surprises where they cut Khalid Hudson. Now his play did not certainly did not warrant a guaranteed roster spot. I thought there was some holes there. Wasn't sure how much he had developed from one year to the next. And I think some other guys flashed a little bit more. And so he's gone, but they kept Milo Eifler and Dejon Harris. Harris I liked based on what I saw from him late in the in the preseason. And he had a, I felt like he had a solid game against the Ravens. Very active, was, was lined up with the first unit with, uh, next to Jamin Davis. We talked about that the other day. But he also did a nice job. He had one play in particular where I remember him taking on a block, shedding the block, and then going in and getting a, a getting in on the tackle. Just a nice play, and that's the kind of guy that you want to keep around develop. And I also think the other thing that helped them go turn away from Hudson and then keep a guy like Harris is because of how Milo, Milo Eifler played. Fast guy going into camp, did not have him on the 53-man roster because I don't think they thought he was going to elevate his game to that level. They knew he was fast, but was he just a straight-line speed guy? Well, that was kind of the word going in. Well, he showed more this summer, and I think he showed more sideline to sideline. And it's funny because we talked to Cole Holcomb today, and he called he called Eifler a freak because he said he's because of the speed and because he said he's he watched him squat 500 pounds. And, you know, so he's got that strength too. So a guy, when you have that speed worth developing – I think that's why you go and keep a guy like that. He and both he and Hudson were on these special teams, coverage units. So you want to keep one of those guys for that because they both can run. But Eifler's a guy that they're going to try and develop there. Wouldn't shock me if they go out and get another linebacker, um, but not a guarantee. But they do have the five there with David Mayo as the primary backup and then Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis. But Eifler makes it because of speed and, and Harris made it because he thinks he showed late in the preseason especially. Cornerback, only four. Surprise. The, the cuts there, Danny Johnson, Corn Elder. I'm not shocked that one of them got cut. I'm surprised that both of them were cut. But that tells me, again, that they know they have to improve their depth there. There's no way you can go in there with four, knowing that St. Juice um, has had some injury issues in the past, knowing that Christian Holmes is a rookie. Those are, two your, those are your two primary backups to William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. With Holmes, one of the things that Kendall Fuller talked about was just his preparation and how inquisitive he is. Always a good sign, I think, for any defensive player. And I like the fact that he's, his locker is next to Kendall Fuller's in the locker room. That's a good guy for him to be around because nobody prepares. I don't think anybody prepares as well as Fuller does. And one of the things he talked about with Holmes was exactly that, his preparation, the questions he asked him in meetings, et cetera. That's all good stuff for his future. Now. Wasn't sure, like I knew, I felt like he had a strong start to the summer. Wasn't sure how he progressed, if it would be enough to win a roster spot, but it was. And I think, you know, again, I do think they're going to look for more help at corner. They have to, again, only four. That's rare. Safety, five, no surprises there. The one that should be congratulated is Jeremy Reeves. Because, and I'm going to, I'm going to point out him and Jonathan Williams, because they both traveled these weird, these tough journeys to get to this point. 
Williams, this is a seventh franchise. Now he's been with Washington two different times, but this is a seven. He's played with seven franchises since coming to the league in 2016. So for him to make that 53, it's a huge deal for him. And so kudos to a guy like that for sticking it out. And the same can be said for Jeremy Reeves. He's been with Washington since 2018, after he was cut by the Eagles that summer. He has never made a 53-man roster out of training camp. So, but he earned it. And this is, you know, you saw, like, I've always liked this kid because I always felt like he played tough and he was smart. His big issue has been size. So he had to play not only tougher, smarter. That's a hard thing to do. But you could see the comfort level that he has in this defense and in himself by, based on the way he played. He showed up this summer and he earned a roster spot. The one guy that I wasn't sure about was Stephen Parker. They cut him on Monday night. Wasn't shocked by it, but, but he was a guy that I know opened their eyes. Could come back on the practice squad if he's still out there in a day. But he's physical, and but I think the the, separate, the hard part for him is you had Cam Curl, you had Derek Forrest, you didn't necessarily need another guy like that. You have Percy Butler, so you already had they already had guys who could do what he did. Um, so that would be a reason there, but otherwise, no real surprises at that point. They kept all eight of their draft picks. Again, when you look individually, not a shock because I think you're clearly going to keep Jahan Dodson. Of course, he's going to be very good. Mathis, of course, Brian Robinson, of course, um, Butler, you know, Chris Paul played his way on there. I think Kristen Holmes was one I he was one I wondered about because I think that's the one where you knew that you know that they need to get depth. You they had some veterans there. But if you're good, if they're if all things being equal, you're gonna go with the young guy who you drafted, who's a bigger guy. It's it makes sense. So that's where we're at with the with the roster. Again, it's a fluid situation. Do not view this as a finished product. Um, because there will be changes over the next week. One other thing I wanted to mention today, and this is something Kendall Fuller talked about, Holcomb also talked about it, and it's why these guys remain optimistic about their defense, despite what was shown during the preseason. Like I think they all kind of said, they all wrote, used the word vanilla. Every team is pretty much vanilla during the preseason. You can still play at a certain level, right? You don't, you don't have to. Every, no team is showing a ton of what they can do. But the reason why these guys remain encouraged is in part because of what they hear in practice. And that comes from the communication. Fuller and Holcomb would say that there, you didn't hear a lot of it two years ago. It was a new defense. And it wasn't so much that guys didn't know what to do. It's what they weren't always confident in what they should be doing. And when you're not confident in what you should be doing, you're not necessarily relaying those you know, what you're seeing to someone else on the field. Now you're starting. You heard that a lot this summer. Now you got it's got to show up. I can talk about this ad infinitum because you, we've heard it all summer. But you got to show up on the field on third downs and get off the field. That's when we'll know that things have really changed. But one reason why they're confident going or feel good about this defense going into the season is because of what they heard in practice this summer. So there you go. That's it for our practice report and a rundown on the 53-man roster. I'll be back on Thursday with former Washington tight end Rick Doc Walker, always a passionate guest. I'll talk to you next time.